0: Today is a special day in our congregation called Palm Sundays, and I know we asked a little one what this looks like, and he said a leaf. Look, it looks like a leaf, but it is a palm branch, exactly. And, and the reason we, we're going to, in just a few moments, um, will you walk up with me in the palm procession right after this devotion? Is that okay? Okay, wonderful. We'll just walk out together, and we'll walk right up the center aisle. But for right now, I just want to share with you about how we get excited and wave palm branches. Do you ever get excited and you cheer? What are some things that you cheer for? Do you cheer for maybe when you see a baseball game and you see somebody do something good and and you cheer, right, for a sporting event? Or maybe you watch a play or a performance and, and we get really excited and we want to cheer, right? Well, all of those things are important and gifts from God. But the best person that you could ever cheer for is Jesus. And that's why we sing praises to him. But do you know what happened that first Palm Sunday? It had to do with palms. What the people would do is when Jesus entered Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday, he was riding a donkey, which seems kind of an odd thing to do. But he was fulfilling the prophecy that said the Messiah would ride into Jerusalem. On a donkey and what they did back then they didn't have nice uh ni- nice roads like we do here in uh in new Alm. instead the roads were all muddy and everything and so no king would ride on that the people would take branches from the side of the road and put the palm branches down and others they would wave them can you wave them show me you can wave them yeah that's it's exactly what i want you to do when we walk up because what we're doing is we're excited We're excited because Jesus has come to be our Savior, and we always want to recognize him as our Savior and King. And if he's the King, we want to listen to what he has to say in his word, right? Well, let's ask Jesus to help us do that, okay? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this world as our King. Thank you for taking on sin and death and winning with your death and resurrection. Help us, Lord, always follow you, and help us always treat you as a King. And listen and follow every word you say. Bless us this holy week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace belong to you and me, because Jesus truly is our King and Savior. Amen. God's word for our uh, our sermon today is recorded for us in the Gospel of Luke, reading from chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. We hear what happened that first Palm Sunday, and this is God's counsel to you and me this morning keep cheering for King Jesus. The Bible says this. After Jesus said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany on the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Tell him, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it, just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, The stones will cry out. This is God's word, we pray. Lord Jesus, make us holy by your truth. Your inspired word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, our King, my dear Christian friends. So what exactly did the cheering stop? When did the cheering stop for Jesus? Some years ago, a biography was written by an American historian entitled When the Cheering Stopped. It was a biography of former President Woodrow Wilson and the events leading up to and right after World War I. When World War I was over, there was a great deal of optimism that swept over the United States and really. Over the world. When World War I was over, it was known as the Great War, and I think you know what else what it was called. The War to End All Wars. On his first visit to France after the war was over, that historian detailed how President Wilson was more popular than any French hero. He was popular because he was given credit. Most of the credit for the Allies' victory. And his popularity wasn't just in France, but across Europe. In Vienna, in a Vienna children's hospital, a Red Cross worker was given the difficult task of explaining to the children in the hospital that there would be no Christmas presents that year because of the war and the hard economic times. Only the children didn't believe her. They said, President Wilson is coming, and when he comes, everything will be all right. That cheering, the cheering for President Wilson, lasted a little over a year after the war ended. And then, Wilson ran into political troubles of his own. You see, he also ran into trouble over in Europe. Turns out that the people that the political leaders were more interested in promoting their own personal agendas than the peace of the world. And not only did Wilson run into trouble of his own politically back in his own country, his health began to deteriorate under the stress and strain of it all. And in the very next election cycle, he and his political party were defeated. So President Wilson, the man heralded, as the new world messiah! His career, and really his political life, was over after a few short years, and he ended his life a broken and defeated man. It's a sad story, but one that we Americans are quite accustomed to. Oh, we like cheering for our leaders, but the question is this, how long will the cheering last? Let me give you a couple of examples. Oh, we get very excited about March Madness, about crowning a new NCAA basketball champion. Well, the championship game was this past week. Even though it's the biggest game in college basketball, do you know who won? That's right, the Kansas Jayhawks. But will you remember that they won two or even three years from now? Probably not. Or do you know who won? best actor at this year's Academy Awards. It was Will Smith. You probably won't remember him three years from now. You probably will remember his slap. Tragically, every year, less honor is given to real American heroes. Less respect is given to monuments of our national heroes. My point? Eventually, the cheering stops. But in a much greater sense, that's exactly what happened to Jesus. On that first Palm Sunday, you heard it, how many people were excited, who were waving their palm branches when Jesus entered the the city that day. Enthusiastic cheers by all the people and loud hosannas. Hosanna is simply a Hebrew word that means Lord, save us now. But those same people who were cheering Hosanna on Palm Sunday, just a couple of days later, by Good Friday, you know what the same people were yelling, crucify, crucify. So what happened? In Luke chapter 19, we find out why. As we review the events of Holy Week, we'll better understand the people tur- cheers turned to jeers because Jesus isn't exactly what the world wants. But we know from the rest of the Bible, that Jesus is exactly what we, in our world, need. So come along with me as we tour Luke chapter 19, and let's ask the Holy Spirit to always keep us close to Christ and keep cheering for King Jesus. Notice I said, King Jesus. And on that first Palm Sunday, Jesus certainly looked the part as a king. But Jesus did not come as an earthly king an earthly king to rule by force, and to set up shop in a kingdom that you could locate on a globe. You know that Jesus came as a heavenly king, as a spiritual king, to rule with peace and love in the hearts of his people. So keep cheering for King Jesus, even though he isn't exactly what the world wants. The concept of a king is very difficult for Americans to wrap our heads around. I mean, weren't we founded as a country that wanted to get away from a king with our revolutionary war? And even the concept of a monarchy and a king has fallen on hard times. There was a PBS documentary that interviewed an English commoner. He was asked about the future of the queen and their country. And that English commoner went on that PBS documentary and said that the queen? was an outdated, and, and a, a system that was no longer needed. Besides, she and her family were costing the people too much tax money and should be removed. But then the interviewer asked a good question. He said, why does she stay in power at Buckingham Palace? And he said, because she puts on a bloody good show. We, as Americans, really elect our leaders the same way. Do you ever notice that we elect our political leaders more like American idols than what they stand for? Think about America's greatest president. Arguably, Abraham Lincoln would be America's greatest president. But most political pundits agree that he never would have been elected in our social media age. He didn't look the part. So what did Jesus look like? Did he look like a king? Well, of course, we don't have any pictures of Jesus. We don't have any video. But we do have a pretty good idea of what Jesus looked like. For we know that Jesus was a Middle Eastern man who rode into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday. But Isaiah the prophet tells us what the Messiah would look like. Listen to what he gives us detailed information in Isaiah chapter 53. He says, that Jesus had no, poli- no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one whom from people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. My point? Jesus was no male model from a GQ magazine, He certainly didn't look the part or put on a bloody good show. What the world wants is a king who can produce. A king who can give us a good and easy life. There were expectations like that among the Jews that day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. After all, they saw that Jesus could do what no one else could do. Can you imagine being a citizen of Jerusalem that day? Hey, did you hear what Jesus just did? He just fed 5,000 people with a boy's small lunch plus women and children. And you know what the people wanted to do that day when Jesus did that. They wanted to make him their bread king. They said, hey, Jesus can provide for our needs right now. And they wanted to make him a king by force. But this was never part of the plan. So Jesus is not the kind of king that the world wants, he doesn't offer a good show. He doesn't look the part, and he doesn't give an easy life. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday, Jesus sure didn't enter like a king or leader would. Now, what would you expect Jesus to enter Jerusalem on? Maybe a golden chariot, or we'd call Air Force One. And yet Jesus rode in on a donkey? Do you know why he did that? Because Jesus was showing what kind of king he truly was. Jesus entered Jerusalem as a donkey to fulfill Zechariah's prophecy that said the Messiah would enter Jerusalem rotting on a donkey. But now the people sang their hosannas. They cheered wildly. But then something changed. Why? Because that donkey didn't fit the bill as a beast of burden. And sometimes... We get caught up in that same flawed thinking. Sometimes we get caught up in false expectations of who Jesus really is and what he has come to do. Sure, we call Jesus our Lord and our King. We might even wave palm branches in church. But how about when life doesn't go our way and Jesus doesn't meet our expectations, do we still look to him as our King? We expect Jesus every day to give us downy fresh sheets, porterhouse steaks, an A on every report card, a clean bill of health whenever we go to the doctor. But life isn't like that. And then how do we treat Jesus? Well, we're disappointed. But that disappointment almost bubbles into something else. Not only do we stop cheering for Jesus, our prayer life that seems so important at the time, kind of gets pushed off our our priorities and coming to worship really pastor I should come more than just Palm Sunday on Holy Week when we have many different worship services really is that big a deal oh it's easy to put Jesus off in our priority lists and we also don't like to think that it was our personal sins that separated us from God personal sin that's rebellion against the king But we don't like to think about that either. We forget that our sins, committed and open and seeking, really is rebellion against our king. And that's a spiritual message that our world doesn't want to hear. And that's why people stop cheering for Jesus. Yet instead, Jesus is exactly what our world needs. He's exactly that kind of king that we need. Because Jesus came as a king to battle sin and Satan for us. And as Jesus, as our king, he knows what he's doing. Oh, he did right in our reading. Jesus knew exactly where that donkey would be. And even though the disciples had no clue where to find one, Jesus also knew that the others were going to try to stop them from taking that donkey. But isn't that what a king does? A king knows what he's doing. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, he rode in more with just the pressure of the world on his shoulders. He rode into Jerusalem that day with sin, the sin of the world. Our sin strapped to his shoulders, and he fought the battle of sin alone, and he would win on Easter Sunday. So how did the people respond to him on that first Palm Sunday? Well, it started out pretty good. Listen. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Talk about the royal treatment. I said in my children's sermon, maybe you caught it, that the roads of Jerusalem weren't like the roads of New Alm. They were muddy, and for a king to ride through, he couldn't make it. Instead, they would put palm branches down. In other words, they would give him the royal treatment and welcome him as a king so why did the cheering stop the cheering stopped because during holy week jesus talked more about a cross a cross that he had come a place of crucifixion a place of execution a place where he would die and the people sure didn't want that kind of king but jesus would die to free us from our sins our sins that separated us from god for the truth is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God there is no one righteous not even one Jesus talked about sacrifice his sacrifice but the people weren't into that they didn't think he meant it think of it this way little jimmy was about to play his peewee baseball game and he stepped up to play up to the plate with runners in scoring position The coach gave him the sign to sacrifice bunt. Jimmy stepped up to the plate to take three mighty swings and struck out. The coach ran up to him and said, Jimmy, didn't you see my sign to sacrifice? And Jimmy said, oh, I saw you, but I didn't think you meant it. Do we understand that Jesus came to suffer and he came to sacrifice for sin, the sin of the world? Our sin. The scriptures tell us how important we need Jesus. How important we need to recognize that's why He came. That's why He's the Savior. Jesus came to save sinners. Sinners like you. Sinners like me. My point is this Jesus did not come to look for fair weathered fans, He came to look for faithful followers came looking for you and me so my friends this palm sunday and may we always keep cheering for king jesus why he's worth it amen instead of passing our offering plates you're welcome to bring your gifts for jesus gifts fit for a king as you leave church today in the offering basket you can give online or you can also bring your offering to the office later this week and thank you for your gifts of love as we continue to use that money to spread Jesus' word here in New Ulm and throughout the world. For our stewardship thought this morning, I'd like you to consider this. God has blessed us with our time, our treasures, our talents, but there's one more to our testimony. You and I have been told about Jesus as our King and Savior, not just so that we would believe and go to heaven, but so that we could share that with other people. You'd be surprised at how many people right here in New Ulm don't know that Easter is just about bunnies and candy. But God's given us that information so that you and I could reach them. And we all know someone. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard for me just to walk up to somebody and invite them to come to church. But here at St. Paul's, we've made it easier for you by handing out Easter baskets. Have you seen these Easter baskets right on the table as you leave church? We ask that you please take one and give it to someone this week. Pastor Sharp asked me to remind you, and he was very specific. He said, remind them, don't keep this for yourself. Instead, it's a very natural way for you simply to give a basket of candy, of, of, there's a cookie making, but there's also devotions in here, and an invitation to return here to St. Paul's. We ask that everyone just take one of these and give that. My wife and I... We have some neighbors that we're just going to walk over and give it to them this afternoon. Don't let us be the only one. It's an easy and fun way to simply share our faith, to let other people know about King Jesus is truly the Savior. May God bless your worship, your witness efforts, of your testimony. Let's pray to God and ask him to help us. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us that Jesus is more than an earthly king. He's our heavenly king. May he always rule our hearts. Lord, we ask for your help as we share that message of love and invitations to come back here to St. Paul's to hear more about Jesus later this Holy Week, and especially on Easter. Help us find the bravery and the courage to simply naturally invite others to hear about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.